Before I tell you about what's on this episode, I would like to thank each one of you for helping me reach a new milestone with my podcast. And in this episode, we are going to talk about sports. Sports is a huge industry today, but whenever we talk about sports, it's generally men's sports and women's sports doesn't find as much coverage. And today my guest is a multi-sport international athlete who's going to talk about the challenges she faced and the lessons from her journey as a sports person. Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I'm your host Shadab Akhtar Rabbani and you're listening to Experiences and Lessons with Shadab. And my guest for the day is the former Qatar women's cricket team captain, a badminton player with over 70 trophies in multi multiple countries across the world including India, USA and Qatar. And she is a complete sports person also competing in tennis and she is also an accomplished engineer. It is Ishani. Welcome to the podcast Ishani. How are you doing? Hey Shadab, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm absolutely fine. Uh how are things there? Yeah, they are like as I mean everybody is trying to figure out how to you know stay in these tough times but uh, right. we are hanging in there. What about you? Oh, all good. I'm in Delhi <laughs> so yeah, uh things are improving. Uh that's mm-hmm. what I read in the news reports. Uh, otherwise <laughs> I can't say much. So, uh what are you up to nowadays? Uh tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay so uh thanks for that awesome introduction uh, I'm I'm very excited to be on this podcast and uh, yeah right now I work as a user experience specialist at Mathworks so it's got nothing to do with sports <laughs> unfortunately uh, I pursued my masters in human computer interaction from a university in USA called Georgia Tech and there i try to explore the connection of technology and sports so right now even though i'm not working on anything related to sports i hope that you know down the line i somehow incorporate sports and technology together and hopefully help out other athletes like me who did not end up pursuing a career in sports but probably wanted to that's really interesting Uh so uh talking about sports and your connection with it uh tell us about your introduction to sports when did you first start playing and mm-hmm. uh what pulled you towards sports okay i think like i don't remember when i started playing i think i was probably what 7 8 years old pretty young my father was like a good badminton player and he was a lot into sports and i think like he pushed me into sports and I really enjoyed the part of just like you know playing and expressing myself through sports. I was a very introverted child and I think even now at best I'm an ambivert. I don't think I'm an extrovert yet. So sports provided me that medium to express myself and just you know strive for the best I guess. Right. Uh so tell us about your experience leading the Qatar national team because uh that that's a really uh like you know that position comes with a lot of responsibility so tell us about what what you went through and how was the whole experience yeah so actually i was more of a badminton player and i just happened to get into cricket so uh, qatar was trying to create a women's 
cricket team and they were trying to reach out to all the schools there were so it just happened that you know all the athletes from different sports were asked if you know they were interested in playing cricket and i was interested in playing cricket i used to play cricket since a very young age like with my uh, society uh, boys because women were not playing cricket but uh, yeah so that's how i got into cricket and i played for qatar for 3 years from 2000 8 9 and 10 yep and uh, i represented them in the under 19 team as well as the women's uh, women's senior team and uh, i was the captain of the team in 2010 for the uh, acc under 19 women's uh, team the tournament that ha- held that was held in singapore and right. i think like <laughs> the experience was mixed like i wouldn't it was a great learning experience i learned right. like before i became the captain everybody in the team thought that for the past 2 years i should have held some sort of a position but it didn't happen because of whatever reason and finally when i got to became captain i had to take certain decisions which were not the most popular with the team or it didn't you know it didn't rub people the right way so right. um yeah it was interesting to see you know how people would respond when you would try to keep the team's best and could mean that you know personal interests were not being favored and the uh, the way i stood up to that was kind of interesting i didn't expect that would happen uh, but it was a good learning experience and i learned to like stand my ground and yes also try to listen to what why they think what decisions i took was wrong but right. also try to just like learn from it and yeah move on that's quite interesting uh <laughs> so like you said uh, you're more of a badminton player and i think even at dtu uh, where you did your bachelor's you used to yeah. uh, captain the side uh, i think for all yeah. four years and yeah. uh, so tell us about your experience as a badminton player like mm-hmm. uh, and also which sport do you like more badminton <laughs> or cricket so i think because my father was a badminton player he used to play for his university i naturally got involved in badminton and i started playing from a very young age i really wanted to represent india in badminton but that didn't happen for so many reasons uh i remember like one time i was uh, i was watching news during asian games 2006 and at that time saina nehwal was just 16 and she was taking part in the tournament and i i just told my friend that you know i want to play in the next asian games i want to be like saina nehwal uh right. and my father also tried to like find sports academies in india where you know i could uh, i could get coached because we didn't have any coaching centers in Qatar at that time and even now like it's not really that popular of a sport in Qatar but right. like the sports academy kind of recommended that you know I drop out of school for a year and then see how I'm doing in badminton but I think like that was a very big ask for both my par- parents and me because we didn't want to risk like losing interest in a- academics at that point uh, I was a good academic academic student as well so right. it just 
it didn't turn out to be that viable of an option and my mother was just like straight up she didn't want to send me to india and i don't even think like that's that was because i was a woman uh, it's just that uh, it was more of a mother's affection towards her child because my brother who's a tennis player he we also wanted to put him for coaching but she said no and i understand that completely like from where she's uh, from where my parents are coming right but it's right. the way the society is and the way we kind of think about sports and how risky it is to pursue a career in sports and how safe it is to you know just take the usual academic path but uh, yeah i just wish there was less stigma around you know being you trying to choose what you want to do at that early of an age and keep yeah. options open as you move forward and figure out things on your own so right yeah. yeah i think it's also important that uh, you know athletes are given that importance like you know i mean uh, in this society in the society we live and uh, a lot of focus is given on academics and uh, sports is not given the same amount of importance and uh, I, i guess probably that could be one of the reasons why uh, like uh, how do you see it yeah i mean i completely agree with that uh, and at that point it was also considered like a very big deal if somebody was good at both sports and studies it was yeah. like oh my god how could this person do both and i just wish that that concept was more normalized back then because i truly believe that it's not just about studies you should also explore other avenues in life uh, studies are not the only thing that one should be doing and i think that right now the way uh, the cbse board is trying to evolve their uh, their curriculum i think yeah. it's a step in the right direction i just hope that it gets implemented in the right way because like having to make that decision at what when you are 15 14 15 is very tough absolutely and, right uh, and I, i just yeah i wish like there were more competitions in at school level and you know it that goes on till university level where you can still have a chance while you are pursuing a bachelor's degree in whatever field still explore sports right yeah I I hope things change for the better <laughs> in the near future. Uh so uh tell us about your master's thesis uh which you spoke about in your introduction which was relating to uh, which was related to sports and technology. What was it and how did you like what right. exactly was? Yeah. So uh I basically the whole reason for me pursuing my master's was so that I could do this project and uh oh, I got I I got this idea when I was watching the 2016 Rio Olympics and there was this javelin thrower Julius Eco and okay. I learned about him that he won silver in in the Olympics and yeah. uh, I learned that he was uh, he taught himself how to throw javelin through like just watching YouTube videos okay. and that was really astonishing to me like oh my god like he leveraged technology in such a way and you know got a career for himself in sports and he's doing so well now so that got me thinking you know like yes i am definitely passionate about sports i'm definitely passionate about technology how can i bring this together and like my goal is to or my yes even now like my goal is to basically create like a virtual coach assistant kind of a thing that uh, 
people who want to like pursue a career in badminton they can use it without the help of a actual in person coach or like having to use a lot of resources or finding somebody else to play with they yeah. can just make use of this technology and kind of teach themselves how to become better so uh, the idea that i sort of implemented was there would be like uh, sensors in your shoe which will track your movements and then they will there'll be an app associated with it which will give you information about how well you did those movements and how can you improve further oh wow Uh, that's really interesting <laughs> uh so i i really hope uh this comes so is it is it active like uh so i mean that's the thing right like when i started my masters i thought you know this two years i'm just going to make this product and ev- everybody is going to live a happy life ever after but <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i as you know i'm learning more about the field i'm realizing yeah. it's not that easy to launch a product especially when you know it involves a lot of technical uh, prowess like you need technology in place that can detect your motions correctly right. and <clears throat> show you information so i am working towards that path i think i during this process i ended up talking to six international badminton coaches through uh, wow. india europe philippines etc um, so that was very interesting so i think like i have a very good grasp of how this should be done and like how to move forward and what actually would help people yeah. but uh, yeah like because of covid i have not been able to hit the courts and like get this going but yeah i hope that you know a few years down the line i have something i really hope so uh, <laughs> all the best for that my best wishes Thanks, uh, because thanks. i i want to see sports grow as well and if you're working yeah. towards that uh, that's that's really amazing uh so now let's talk about women's sports uh, mm-hmm. i mean because you you yourself have been a female athlete so tell us about yeah. the challenges and how do you see the growth of women's sports in today's world in mm-hmm. 2020 you say mm-hmm. i think like i can talk from my own personal experience about the kind of challenges i faced absolutely um uh, most of it was you know like people have a very set perception about how men and women should be in the society they don't really uh, put sports and women together they think of women as uh, i don't know, like very tender and sports are something which is very rough and uh, the kind of traits you need to excel as an athlete those are not particularly associated with women and uh, every time like you try to do something there are thousands of people saying oh you are so uh, why are you doing this you are so manly you don't want to uh, yeah just like you know your physique is so manly you don't want this is not how women are supposed to be and it just at that time i guess like i didn't take i didn't give that much heed to it that's why i was able to continue pursuing sports but yeah. i can see how that could be a factor in like you know somebody trying to pursue sports and trying to carve carve out a way for themselves and right. it's not i think like this is like just one aspect of it like people trying to comment on your physique or how you look but another aspect is just like as i mentioned the perception that people have and how you don't fit in that bill so it was i was like what 8 or 9 years old and i was playing cricket with like some boys in my locality 
and it yeah. was a very small locality so the teachers uh, of the school i used to go to also lived there <laughs> and oh. this, and this teacher saw me play uh, cricket with the with the boys and the next day we had like some assignment due i submitted it and she she was the assignment was very simple it was like pick a diagram from the book and create it on the chart paper so that those were the only instructions and i picked the easiest one like she didn't say it has to be it has to you know uh, satisfy certain criteria and yeah. she really didn't handle that well and she made out you know made sure to point out how i was losing focus on studies because i was playing cricket with boys and how i should just you know focus on my studies and not do any of this uh, sports and stuff so that was very it's like a very small instance was, right but at that age if somebody tells you this, yeah yeah so uh, yeah and like those instances have just like happened one after the another there's another category where you know i used to play badminton with this uh, with this lady or with this woman who had a child who was probably like a few years younger than me and uh, the child was a boy and i also used to play tennis with this boy and you know i this boy once told that my mother said that you know you play so much sports you should not be playing this much sports and i was just like wow like i i play with this woman right like i play with this mother uh, yeah. badminton and she is saying this to her own child and it felt more like i don't think she really meant that but because she wanted to placate her uh, kid and you know be like oh no you are good the way you are and don't try to see what ishani is doing or something like that um yeah it just felt like that's another kind of obstacle that you face just to show that you know just to placate your son you would put down somebody else uh, i get it right yeah right. yeah yeah that's it's really difficult uh, you know uh, coming out of such perception i i hope it gets better uh, so yeah. how do you see the change like do you see any changes in people's perception on sports today uh, maybe say for the last 4 5 years has it changed yeah, like- i i definitely think that there are more like women athletes and i think the perception is also changing i when i used to play there was just like two known athletes like Saina Nehwal and uh, Sanya Mirza uh, right. but other than that like there were not that many well known athletes out there so i think that's definitely changed a lot we have so many women badminton player now so that's definitely changing and i'm glad it is but yeah. it's just like a slow change and i wish that wasn't the case when i was playing but yeah right Uh, so also let's talk about uh, i know uh, this question is uh, i am not sure how much of it you can answer but i just want to know your views uh, talking about economics uh, of sports uh, let's talk about the pay disparity between the two genders so i think the tennis grand slams pay equally to both mm-hmm. the winners uh, mm-hmm. as well as the players but i'm not sure about other sports in cricket it's massive like there's a massive difference even for bcci uh, players like you know mm-hmm. indian cricket yeah. players uh, bcci is one of the richest uh, cricket boards in the world and yep. same uh, likewise for other sports as well so how how yep. do you view that and mm-hmm. how uh, how do you think that can be changed 
yeah i think so their argument is basically they don't get as many viewership right for women sports for women cricket for example and yeah. accordingly like whatever viewership they get whatever revenue they get they adjust the salaries of these players accordingly but like the issue here is not why the like it's not the root cause right the root cause is that people are not in, people don't know enough about women's cricket like they are not that invested in it and why is that because there is no we have such great cricket leagues established for men cricket but there is none for women cricket uh even when you are in college you still have a chance of so probably pursuing uh, a career in in cricket if you are a male but that's not the case if you are a female and even when i was in my undergrad college there were like no cricket play, no women cricket players at all like i wanted to continue pursuing cricket but it was just not possible how am i going to get like 11 people to form one team and then if you want to compete you have to have at least 22 people right so it's that also it's i feel like it's like a supply and demand kind of a thing but you are not creating a structure for that supply and demand to exist right right yeah i just hope that you know things change and you know uh if people start to take sports seriously in general uh <laughs> because yeah. that's also one thing and also the pay disparity i think uh, the us open was one of the first tournaments to mm-hmm. give equal pay to both men and women uh, mm-hmm. and things are changing uh, let's just yeah. hope uh, it changes for the better uh, so uh, ishani i would like to ask you any advice you would like to give to the budding female athletes after yeah this? i mean i would just say that you know do your thing don't let anybody else whatever other people say get in the way of what you want to pursue um yeah just keep pushing ahead and uh, yes the times are still tough but they are definitely changing and they can be in your favor you just have to have that dream and move towards it interesting uh so uh tell us about your key takeaways from uh, your experience as an athlete yeah i mean i think firstly like i definitely think sports is like a great avenue to pursue if you just want to build up your character like you know it teaches you a lot of things very fast uh, one thing that i learned from it was like just getting that skill to tackle any obstacle that comes in the way uh, it taught me not to look at the outcome when pursuing something but to give my best and like as i'm doing as i'm doing things and then the outcome will follow um this does not mean that i was not motivated by the outcome but just that you know the thought of reaching the end goal and like being scared by it didn't overweigh my desire to achieve it and i i mean as i'm saying it i know it sounds cliche and it's very tough to ex- understand this concept i guess unless you have been through it yourself but i have seen this like even within my peers like i feel that because of sports i have i i tend to take more risks and i tend to do things out of my comfort zone so that's something that's definitely sports has taught me uh it's also taught me like winning doesn't come easy and a lot of hard work is involved so uh yeah i think that's pretty standard 
but i i learned that quite early on for which i am forever grateful and uh, as i mentioned right about my experiences as the captain of the qatar cricket team yeah uh, i realized that you know you won't always make the right decision or the most popular decision but uh, that's okay because it's a learning and you should stand your ground and you should be able to defend your decisions and if you think that uh, what you took what decision you took was not right or uh, you could have done better you can stand up for it you can stand up to it and say that yeah i did something wrong and i should improve further and uh, again as i mentioned there'll always be people to let you down but you have to move on and one thing that i learned quite early on was uh, you should be aggressive on the field but humble off field like you should respect your opponent don't think of don't take them lightly and uh, in one of the early tournaments that's what my opponent actually did to me they took me lightly and that didn't work in their favor because i ended up winning the game and that person right. was very experienced that had had won multiple tournaments so uh, i learned that but i also did the same mistake where i took somebody someone else lightly and then i lost so i realized that you know you have to you have to take every match as as like a do or die situation be aggressive on the field but yeah don't let that get into the way of how much you respect the opponent right that's really interesting a lot of those key i mean those takeaways uh, like we can incorporate it in our lives as well it's not just about sports uh, exactly. like Uh, we carry it forward into our lives as well uh, it was really nice talking to you ishani it was great catching up and yeah uh, same here jada caring for uh, sharing all your experiences i hope you all learned from that and i hope to have you back on the podcast again soon yeah sure uh, thanks for doing this and good luck with your podcast thank you so much take care bye yep thank you bye Thank you for listening to the entire podcast. Do share your feedbacks on Instagram at the rate Shadab A Rabbani. That is S H A D A B A R E W B A N I. And also subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to.